Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. Uh, it's Mark Watson here uh, with ABI Wellness, and um, we're going to have a conversation today focused on, on, on brain health, uh, brain injury, uh, programming, and research. Um, so it's a real pleasure um, to have the opportunity to have a, a conversation with someone in the field who, who comes at this, this topic with a lens to research and um, to neuroscience and programming. So it's, it's a very exciting opportunity to have a conversation today with uh, Sean Porter, who is a, a neuroscientist um, and brain injury uh, researcher. Sean, uh, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Excellent. Um, so today, I thought uh, with this talk, what we could maybe talk a little bit to is brain injury, um, you know, what that is uh, diagnostically, uh, also what it isn't <laughs> in terms of brain injury, especially around concussion. And I know once we get you going on concussion, oh my God, we'll just we'll 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 be learning a ton about that and maybe uh, differentiating between you know traumatic brain injury and concussion. Be very interested in some of your uh, thoughts on that. Um, and then also, uh, really, I think the big topic that's really going to be exciting for some of our listeners is to look at where the research is pointing right now in in brain injury recovery and what the science is kind of saying and what some of the opportunities are in that space. So that's, uh, that's going to be exciting to dig into that a little bit with you today. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, Sean, uh, would you mind just introducing, uh, you know, you, uh, a bit of your background and what led you into your interest in brain injury? Absolutely. Uh, so I got my, uh, start with brain injury at a young age, uh, by, suffering uh, multiple concussions uh, through sport and uh, I'd also hurt I've, I'd also injured uh, ankles knees uh, back but uh, I found the rehab uh, process and approach very standardized uh, in those types of injuries but when it came to the concussions I suffered about five within a four-year span and every time I had a concussion the doctor approached it differently, my parents approached it differently, the coaches approached it differently. So there was a large incongruency there and it left me with a lot of questions on why is this different than a broken leg? Right, right. So when I was uh, doing my master's degree, I had the opportunity to uh, work under Dr. Virgie Babwell at UBC and uh, her focus of the lab is uh, looking at adolescent concussion and recovery. And I jumped at the opportunity to be able to study this. And in particular, we were looking at the recovery trajectory. So when is someone actually better? Because even this was a good 10 years, 15 years since my last concussion. And here I was seemingly right where I right where the knowledge was back 15 years ago. So there'd been mm. very little progress. The field in, hasn't just moved very no, much, you're saying? Very little. Okay. And I think a lot of it has to do around awareness. And in the last 
10 years, five, 10 years, there's been a lot of progress and awareness in the general population from sports and from uh, movies like Con- Concussion, talking about the NFL and um, the cover-ups that they had with uh, Concussion there. And I think that awareness is good and it's definitely a good spot to start, but uh, a lot more work needs to be done. So to kind of um, sum it up, you you had this personal uh, history um, with brain injury or concussion as, as, a, as a child and an athlete. Um, and then you, I guess, had some inquiry, you know, probably not only as an undergraduate, but as a graduate student looking at, you know, concussion, brain injury, not only, I guess, probably assessment and research, but also maybe a bit to understand uh, treatment in order to help, help, especially kids, right? Yeah, so I was studying the uh, trajectory of recovery uh, with concussion in adolescents and children, and I'd have these kids come in who suffered a concussion, and then I was tracking them for a year. And a lot of these kids were quite symptomatic for three months, six months, or longer, and that takes such a big toll. Six months for a kid is a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, That really impacts their life, and it's a long time for anybody, and we were just study. I was just studying how does the brain recover on its own, and so t- t- teach us a, a little bit about that. So t- let, let's talk a little bit about that. And you talked about, you know, some of the kind of phys- physical, uh, you know, metaphors to recovery. Um, you know, you got a broken leg. You know, here's what you do. You know, if there's a fracture, here's what you do in order to help overall movement and then quality of life. Help us understand a little bit more about that, that the kind of the cognitive lens when you think about that and, and what's problematic with maybe some of those metaphors. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so concussion is more complex, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, not every, unlike a broken leg, the symptoms of a concussion are not the same. So the same person, two people can get hit the exact same way and one person will get a concussion and the other one won't. Right. Uh, and someone's ability or their their recovery trajectory from a concussion can also vary greatly um, for, as far as we know, no real particular reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, so someone might recover from a concussion in seven days, whereas another person might take three months to recover. And... Um, that is a major problem. And I think for a long time, the best uh, care or the, the standard of care for concussion was remove uh, stimulus. So sit in a dark room, don't do anything right. until your symptoms go away. But that's not really, that doesn't really make sense when we think of rehab in terms of a broken leg we're told that or a sprained ankle or a uh, injured knee, it's always go, get back to movement as soon as possible. Get back to activity because right. you don't, uh, restricting activity makes it worse. Right. So now we're finally over that hill and okay. we're now, research is finally showing and clinicians are finally starting to prescribe exercise and prescribe gradual return to activity to help with the recovery process. Um, so I th- we're starting to get into the right, the right, um, the right space, but there are still some individuals that do not recover in a normal trajectory. So help us understand that. So, you know, in now, I mean, 
you, you strike me as somebody that can not only read the scientific journals, but also probably, you know, pays attention to pop culture and, and, and media. And, you know, there is concussion seems to be on the page, the front page of the paper and news stories all the time. And you say that, you know, a lot of people with concussion kind of recover and, you know, what is the, what is the actual scientific literature say though about that kind of uh, path to recovery following a a concussion? Like how many people on the average, you know, let's say it's you know your average kind of you know concussion in a pediatric or an adult type case, percentile wise, how many recover to full function? Uh, tough question. Uh, I think the majority of people will recover within seven days, seven to 10 days, and symptoms should be either fully resolved or mostly so how resolved. Do we, how do we, for our listeners out there, because we really want to help, you know, share, well, one of the goals here is to share knowledge and, and information uh, around brain injury, around brain health. And so how do we measure that then? How is it, like, what's the standard kind of measure when you say seven days, you're better, what does that mean? Yeah, so uh, at the moment, the the concussion diagnosis is very uh, subjective okay. in diagnosis. So most of the time, if you have a concussion, uh, there's no brain imaging will show any kind of abnormality. It's all just based off of a symptom report. So uh, people okay. will present with a headache, dizziness, uh, difficulty with sound, light, uh, difficulty concentrating, uh, balance issues. Uh, and there are many more uh, that okay. could present. Um, right. So normally someone will present with some symptoms and then by 10 days those symptoms will have resolved. Good, okay. Uh, the study that I was involved with in at, at UBC was looking at is there other measures to identify if those symptoms actually correlate with recovery? And that is a new direction. Mm. Is, is there an objective measure that we can develop that can be used on top of symptom reporting to actually prove right. recovery because research has shown that if you have a concussion while the brain is still in the recovery process, that is even worse. So, so that's almost like that, what we're hearing about sometimes that second impact exactly. kind of syndrome, yeah. Okay, yeah. which is really dangerous. It is, yes. And there's a couple of cases in, I think, Ontario where right. some athletes unfortunately passed away from multiple concussions My too goodness. soon. Yeah. So what, what's a message that you have out there is, you know, I, I'm a father and, you know, I've been a coach and uh, I, like you, when I was younger, um, you know, did suffer a couple of concussions. Um, what's a message that you would give out there to, to our listeners around just, you know, awareness? Uh, because you, you talked a little bit to, um, you know, subjective assessment um, and it sounded like maybe a need for more objective type assessments. Did I hear that yeah. correctly? So, so layered question one would be, what's the advice to the listener out there that might have either been at risk for a concussion or had a family member or a child uh, that may have had a concussion? Well, what are some just general guidelines that you'd want to share with the listener? So I think the, the, there's always going to be a risk of concussion no matter what sport you're in and I'm not saying that people should not do sport. Sport's very important, I believe. Um, now there are things that we can do to reduce the risk and the number one thing is education. So that's 
edu educating the athletes, the, uh, whether they're children or adults, about concussion, educating parents, educating the coaches so that there's more awareness on the signs and symptoms of a concussion and removing someone if they've suspected of having a concussion until it's been cleared. Um, on top of that, baseline testing can be very useful. Uh, so if you're part of a hockey mm. association or some okay. kind of league, rec talk to your health and safety rep about right. incorporating baseline testing into the cool. into the program. Okay. Uh, because then you can test pre and then uh, in the preseason when everyone's healthy, and then following a suspected injury, you can test again and compare the two, and it's uh, better than uh, nothing at this point for those great. subjective measures. That's great. Okay, that's a really good tip. Um, I guess uh, to go away from a little bit of the science into some of the practical, um, what are some of the um, the warning signs that it's not getting better? Uh, like, what what are some of the things to be aware of that you know um, that 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 healing isn't happening uh, quite as much as we might think? Like, what are some of the main kind of chronic symptomology that you might that one might want to just be aware of uh, in general, or where might we find the right information to look at that? Yeah, so I think it's 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 hard to know uh, if a concussion is going to become chronic. Right. Uh, so uh, kind of paying attention to the symptoms and then following it up. Okay. Um, I recommend going to see your family doctor okay. uh, and checking in with them. If symptoms are still persisting at, you know, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, then I think that requires a further discussion with the, the doctor on potential uh, treatment options. There are a lot of concussion clinics out there that are doing a lot of good work depending on your symptoms. And there's a lot of, there are a lot of good programs out there that are uh, to help people with persisting concussion symptoms. Okay. Great. That sounds good. Okay. Thanks for that, Sean. Um, as I think about, um, you know, some of the um, further considerations here, um, you know, you, you seem to me like the kind of person that's really driven by a purpose and, and, and you know, for lack of a better term, maybe a vision. Um, you know, when you think about this work, having been someone that is, has seen it in so many different levels, you know, as a child, you know, um, as a graduate student, and now somebody, who I think, working, you know, we'll get into that later, but as a professional in this field, um, what is your kind of hope for the future in, in, in brain injury and concussion? My, uh, I think my hope for in this area is that when someone suffers a concussion, uh, they will know what to do, that it won't be a big question mark and that there'll be a streamlined pathway for them to go through the healthcare system to get the help that they need so that they can get better and return to their previous quality of life and the activities that they enjoy doing. Um, there's still a lot of st uh, there's still a lot of stigma around brain injury um, and concussion. Uh, it's viewed as an invisible injury, so people aren't as understanding when you talk about your injury. And I think uh, that is is changing, and uh, the progress that's being made just needs to keep going. And I think um, we're starting to enter a good space right now. Great. That's awesome. Um, you know, for me, you know, I, I often am, am asked the same question and I think 
that's where we kind of align is that I'd like to see, you know, a future where the stigma around brain injury is a little bit different um, because research and, and clinical practice is proving that, you know, people uh, can improve once in the post-acute kind of chronic stage. So, um, you know, I, I want to really acknowledge you and, and thank you for your vision and your commitment to this work. I think it's rare thank to you. have someone so committed um, to this purpose. Um, it's very, very inspiring and super exciting. So, uh, you know, acknowledgement to you, uh, Sean. Thank you, Mark. Uh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on. And we'll have to have you on again, too, um, you know, because there's so many different topics we could dig into. Uh, you know, we've covered, you know, traumatic brain injury, uh, concussion, uh, standard of care, uh, and some of the hopes for the future. Um, what I'd like to do just to, b b before we kind of sign off here is uh, how does, you know, how do our listeners find you? You know, what are you up to right now? Where are you hanging your hat? Uh, yeah, so right now I'm working at uh, ABI Wellness. Uh, I'm uh, the Director of Research and Content Development, so it's really exciting. We're uh, doing a lot of great work on uh, getting our program out and helping, hoping to uh, help as many people as possible with uh, chronic brain injury um, and to really change the the landscape and standard of care in uh, in brain injury. So I'm I can be found I can be contacted through our website at abiwellness.com, and uh, I'm also on LinkedIn, Sean Porter. Uh, so uh, yeah, ask me anything on there. So. All right, well be sure to check him out. Uh, he's definitely on the rise as a as a young mind in in brain injury research and and program. So thank you, Sean. Uh, really appreciated you having you on and we will see you all on our on our next talk so thanks for listening don't forget to check back for a new brain mastery segment every week here's a sneak peek of our next thought-provoking interview yes well for a touch of background i delved into the into the world of brain injury when I myself received one, gave myself one, didn't receive one, gave myself one in a motorcycle crash. I was quite broken up, literally and, and cognitively. Um, and I I was somewhat somewhat lost after my hospital time because in the hospital they unfortunately to this day they don't fully understand the potential of brain injury recovery. And they tell you, well, this is this is life now. Welcome to this world. Right. And that won't quite fly with most people, myself included. Um, so uh, I heard it through the woodworks that there was a way to, way to find more help in recovery. Mm -hmm. And they had no idea what was possible. And I heard of, heard of a rumor of a place called the, called the Watson Center. Hmm, interesting. What's that? So I went on day one, tried it out, went for an interview. I don't know what I was told what would be possible. And it was this, it was a very foreign concept to me at the time because I knew nothing of brain injury. Um, so I, I realized that I had one though, that was about all I knew. Mm -hmm. And after uh, about a year and a half of attending the Watson Center, 
I'm now back to work, back to school, and back driving. So. Thank you so much for listening to the Brain Mastery Podcast brought to you by ABI Wellness. Be sure to follow us on social media channels at ABI Wellness. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.